Well, welcome everybody. It's good to have everybody here. It's a wonderful day. The sun came out, um, and, I did, and I did smell skunk yesterday, so that means spring is close. Spring's very close. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we just give you all the glory, Lord, in everything that we do, Lord. Just be with us as we worship you in song, in our fellowship, Lord, and as we get into your word later. Lord, we just thank you for the privilege to come together, Lord, and we are sure that you will complete a mighty work in us, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Good morning and welcome. Good to see everybody here this morning. Let's stand together and sing about the joy we have for our Lord this morning. Joy in the house of the Lord today. We 
won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Amen. What a wonderful song to start out the worship time. Let's go ahead and uh, have your seats. Uh, grab your bulletin. Oops, dropped it here. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to mention we have the recruiting and fundraiser event for Indian Bible College coming up. Man, the end of the month is Easter. Isn't that crazy? It's already Easter. Um, anyways, we got some good... Uh, um, yeah, I see that we're, we're going to land on uh, the Lord's Supper before Easter, and so I think that's a wonderful place to be before we uh, celebrate the resurrection of our Savior. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, I just wanted to mention, so last Friday, again, we went over to the Hope Center Ministries gra- um, graduation. If, it's, uh, if you want to watch it, it's on Facebook, Hope Center Ministries, Helena uh, website. It was pretty powerful. Uh, you missed a good one, folks. There, um, there was a, a wedding proposal uh, by one of, yeah, so it was pretty neat. Anyways, um, got to see Desiree Pion. She's uh, the gal that this church sponsors. She's doing very well. She's uh, by all accounts, she's starting to make those connections. I think she's come to that realization that you know that uh, that uh, um, drug treatment and alcohol treatment it doesn't do anything for you unless you heal this. And she understands that this is what what needs to be healed. And so, just uh, we had a wonderful time visiting with her as well. She's doing great. Um, and see here. I think that's all I wanted to uh, mention. But we do have some birthdays in the house. Um, yes, well, you know, Denise, we didn't sing happy birthday to you last week, because we got, uh, um, I got busy yakking, and so we're going to sing happy birthday to Denise, no, no, uh, Denise, and then it's Dean's birthday, I think he's up in Kalispell um, with, um, um, with Priscilla, and so, anyways, yeah, so we'll sing happy birthday, so, and I apologize for not, for not getting the song in last week, Denise. Any other birthdays? All right, wedding anniversaries? Okay, let's go ahead and sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Denise and Dean and Jeremy. Happy birthday to you. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, with that, so uh, we're having lunch up at the uh, um, McKenzie River Pizza at 1230. So I need to be done preaching at like 1130, 1140-ish. So please, somebody, somebody ring a bell. Okay, thanks. Uh, all right, uh, praises and prayer requests. Uh, Again, a praise for the Hope Center uh, and the work that the Lord's doing there. The Country Store, we had a ton of people show up at the Country Store yesterday. We got pretty much over 90% done, uh, moved out of there. I think we've got two big counters and some random stuff, and we're done. And so thank you, everybody that uh, showed up. Uh, I'll bet you at one time we we probably had 20 people in there. It was a little confusing, but I think it kind of 
um, was shaped up there at the end. So uh, that's an amazing praise. And Country Store found a new store, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, the Kaufmans, they're still on the road down in California, be with the Kaufman family. Uh, Dave uh, lost his father, so just uh, continue to pray for the Kaufman family and that they have good roads and safe travel on the way home. Uh, um, I guess California is just getting dumped on right now, which, which is fine with me. So, uh, all right. Um, any other prayer requests, praises? Okay. Hey, guys, how you doing? And the Peters family here, that's a wonderful praise. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we come to you in thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for your church, Lord. Lord, we come here to glorify you. And so thank you for the church, Lord. Thank you for the ministry of the church, Lord, uh, that you would, uh, which you would use us. Lord, we're so humble that you would choose us, Lord, to, uh, to uh, fulfill the Great Commission. Lord, we just come to you in supplication, Lord. We pray for the Kaufman family, Lord, and uh, that they would have safe travels and just be with them in their time of loss. Lord, we pray for all the uh, private prayer requests of healing, people that are sick, that are hurting. Lord, we just uh, ask you to be with them, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we can come to the throne, Lord. We come to you. And your, our, our, our prayers are like a sweet-smelling savor to the throne room, right to you, Lord. We thank you for that ability. Thank you for your son, giving your son, so that we could have that, um, that uh, promise and that channel to you, Lord, direct channel, Lord. We don't have to go through no man. Lord, we just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, we'll go ahead and have another song. All right, so before we start our worship set, we're going to read Psalm 31, 1 through 5 together. I will start, read the odd ones, and you guys can read even. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock, for a house defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Church, if we just take a moment and think back to before Jesus became our cornerstone rock and all the things that we probably went through striving to find security, protection, and stability in our lives. I know for me it was... A constant search and it was never there it may have felt like it was there a few times when things maybe were going good but until Jesus becomes our cornerstone and our solid rock and that build that foundation on we don't have that but think about it now how how secure and stable we may feel there's always going to be challenges and things um, that come up but it's it's way easier to deal with now amen so that's why we should worship and praise Him this morning and thank Him for being our cornerstone. Let's stand together. One, two, three, four.
is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, the Savior's love Darkness seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every highest stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. My anchor holds within the veil. Christ alone. sound Oh may I then in him be found Dressed in his righteousness alone Father stand before the throne Christ alone Cornerstone Weak made strong and Savior's love
for that promise that you will be forever ours. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, being our sacrifice, being our comfort, being the one we can lean on in times of trouble. Lord, we just love you and lift you up today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that cursed His body bound 
and drenched in tears. They laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the entrance sealed by heavy stone. Messiah still and all. dismissed for Sunday school. All right. You guys coming to Sunday school? Come on up, hon. All right. I think Miss Raymond is, is going to be teaching Sunday school. All right. All right, let's go ahead and uh, pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the children in our church, Lord. We thank you for the Sunday School program. We thank you for all the Sunday School volunteers, Lord. We also, uh, today, we uh, 
give praise and thanks uh, to Miss Raymond for teaching the kids today, Lord. Just ask you would guide her in teaching the children what they need to hear from the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that same request from you for me, Lord, that you would guide me, that you would use me uh, to uh, say what needs to be said today from your word and not mine, from your heart and not mine. And so just thank you again for the glory that you've given to us in your church and in your son. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. All right, you guys. Thank you. All right. And I apologize. I um, didn't dismiss the Sunday school last week. I was um, so excited to hear Brother Mike preach that I totally forgot it. So please forgive me. Well, we are back in 1 Corinthians 10. We are um, uh, closing up chapter 10. And this is one of those um, instances where the uh, chapter divisions didn't quite uh, fit, fit the whole passage. We're going to actually go into that verse 11, or 1 and 2 of chapter 11. So today's passage is 1 Corinthians 10, 23 to 11, 2. Put this down here. I'm going to go ahead and read that for us. Starting at verse 23. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat, asking no question for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience' sake. But if any man say unto you, This is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Conscious, I say, not thy own, but of the other, for why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if I, if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense either to the Jews, to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things, and keep the, the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Our key verse here today is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. I want us to focus on that as we're going through the passage today. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. I used this first uh, when I was teaching Bible survey here in that classroom right there. It's the freshmen and sophomores. And man, they love to eat. Teenagers love food. And so we would have a, 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 a feast, a breakfast feast uh, once every quarter. And, uh, and I'd say, and I use this verse, hey, whatever you eat, do it unto the glory of the Lord. Whatever you do, even eating, eating even drinking, everything. Uh, you have a cross-reference verse that I won't go through there, but there's three questions that I want us to focus upon as we're getting to this passage here. Those three questions are, is it a stumbling block to other people? So thinking about you do, it's your, it's your character. 
We're always making choices in life, aren't we? We're always making choices. You probably, probably have made probably 20 or 30 choices just coming here this morning. What, what shirt should I wear? Should I wear cowboy boots or should I wear, wear the more comfortable shoes that I really like? I, I, but I chose to wear cowboy boots. And so that's just one of the many choices that I've made. I'm sure you've made many as well already. It's choices that define us. It's choices that make us. And so the question begs, are you making choices that glorify God? It's your character is what we're talking about. Your character is the total of choices that you make every moment. So I ask, what, by what character do people know you? They will know you by your choices, folks. They will know you by your choices. I read a devotion this morning, or a couple mornings ago. I thought it was very helpful. Uh, it was Spurgeon's morning, uh, morning devotions. Sometimes I go to that one. It just had an amazing one. It said to uh, reference a verse, a verse in the Song of Solomon talking about the north wind. You should appreciate any wind in your life, even if it's a bad wind. I got to tell you folks, bad wind or good wind is better than no wind. Being stagnant in the Lord is an awful place to be. Look, look at that wind, whether it's good or bad. That's God working in your life, and we should take glory in that. We should take comfort in that, that He is working in your life. So choices, character. Whatever you do then, do all for the glory of God. And a second question, can I ask the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ on this action that I take? Every action, every choice, everything that you're doing, everything, folks, it's God's time. You know that every second, every minute of your life is God's time? It's not something, well, this is my time. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to watch this movie that I shouldn't be watching. Uh, but, you know, on Sunday, I'll, Lord, I'll give you every single minute when I'm there on Sunday. That's not how it works, folks. Every minute, every second of your life should be giving glory to God. But what about when I'm sleeping? Absolutely. And so, you know, if you fill your head with junk before you go to sleep, if you fill your belly with junk, <laughs> you're going to have uh, bad dreams, bad, bad nightmares, a bad sleep. I didn't sleep very well because I ate sugar and, and, I, and I experienced that the last couple of days because I'm off my, my little abstinence thing. So I have a little bag of licorice. Boy, I've been paying for it. I've been paying for it. Uh, and so, yeah, honor glory, uh, God in your sleep as well. Last thing, can I do this thing for the glory of God? That's a good marker, those three questions. The last one, though, just think a second. If, if uh, God was watching me, which he is, if the angels are watching me, which they are, if people are watching me, can I bring glory to God from this thing or this choice? that I'm doing. It's a good, it's a good quick, quick, quick check. And, you get, and the better and more you get at learning the Word of God in your Scripture and understanding what's in the Word for you, those things will come automatic. You won't even have to think about it. You just do it. It's, it's what we call in the military muscle memory. Like, why do we train all the time? Oh, I got so sick of training in the Army. Is that we're always training, always training. Whether um, there's a saying in the army, if it ain't raining, we ain't training. We train in the army, uh, whether it's raining or, or uh, if it's uh, sunny or snow or windy, we're training. But you know, I realize that 
when we got on the battlefield. Like, man, I'm so glad that I had all that training. I, I think I think the true uh, it's in any in any profession. It's just muscle memory. You don't have to think about it. And so, uh, as we, uh, I want to do a quick review here on our Christian liberty before we get into it. So. In the past many Sundays, we have been learning again about the liberty of Christ and how it, it is exercised. What is the liberty and freedom we're talking about? That's the freedom from condemnation. We're no longer condemned. And yeah, we still sin and we come to God to forgive us of our sins, but not to gain back our, our uncondemnation because it's, a, it's his, his, uh, glorying to him that we fess up our, 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 our shortcomings and our sins. We go to the, uh, Jesus and say, hey, Lord, forgive me. Thank you for allowing me to come to you. This concept in freedom of Christ is bound, though, by our love of one another and love for God. It's not how much uh, uh, liberty we can exercise. It's how much love we can exercise. Today, we're going to uh, go through some of the application on how to live out that Christian liberty. Again, we are to consider one another's triggers and weaknesses and not exercise our freedom in Christ, but rather being focused on the fulfillment of the law of Christ. And we've talked about that. That's the law of love, loving one another. Simply stated, our freedom in Christ is guided and measured by our love for our brothers and sisters in Christ, our love to see people uh, who are lost to be saved, and today, our love for the glory of God. Tragically, though, there are weak brothers and sisters who don't even go to church for the glory of God. They go for some other reason, or maybe they don't, they don't go at all. Maybe because they are bored and simply looking for a social connection or for entertainment. Maybe they are looking to build up themselves in a selfish venture of self-fulfillment. These brothers and sisters in Christ, they, they, they are consumers. They are consuming the blessings of the church, and they're not inclined to serve Jesus or edify others with their time, their money, their, their uh, service, their blood, their sweat, their tears. It's a, what is it for me and my family is their only concern. Again, church is not a game show for your pleasure. It's not for your fun or for your entertainment. I asked the question, I think, last Sunday, what is church to you? What is church to you? I'm not, again, I'm not going to answer that for you. It's just something to, to ponder. It's a lifelong vocation. I want to be in church all the time. Church is who we are. Being in the body is who we are. We are in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is the body. The body is the, uh, the church. That's our vocation, folks. There are no vacations, there are no holidays, there are no, well, you know what, I, I went for a month, so I'm good for, for two months, and then I'll go again. It's an every day, every moment type of living. Whatever a believer does should be done for the glory of God, and according to his word, we should be serving one another. Again, there's rules to worship, there's rules to be giving glory to God. And the last verses here, in chapter 10, in the first two verses of chapter 11, Paul offers a closing argument, if you will, on the issue of eating meat sacrificed to idols. Uh, and I actually, uh, just in, in preparation for uh, this, the uh, sermon today, I, I'm, um, I come across a really good example 
of eating meat sacrificed to idols. Do we really deal with that anymore? Well, I mean, in some sense we do, but not in the sense in the cultural context that was being talked about here. But I think a good modern-day comparison to this issue of eating meat sacrificed to idols can be found within the false demonic religion of Islam concerning halal meat. The word halal in Arabic means permissible. It is permissible because it is prepared in a certain way and authorized in the name of the false demon god, Allah. You read about that same, same demon god in the book of Joshua. It's that same demon god, the moon god, that was above Jericho. It's the same demon, folks, just a different brand, a different name. Have you ever, you see the, you see the flag of every, uh, uh, of every Islamic country? It's got a crescent moon. In fact, they, they refer, in, in some sects, they refer to Allah as the moon god. It's the same demon, folks, leading those people astray. So in the Islam tradition, halal is not just all about dietary restrictions. It's also about the treatment of animals, specifically in how they are slaughtered. The Quran states that he, is only, or he has only forbidden you to eat carrion, blood, swine, and what is slaughtered in the name of any other than Allah implying there that as they slaughter the animal in the name of Allah and they slaughter the animal, meat sacrificed to a false god. Halal food must be prepared with minimal suffering to the animal and the pronouncement of Allah, the demon god's name during the slaughter as the animal is being sacrificed to him. You think, well, is that really an issue here? Um, um, Go to Walmart. Start looking at the labels. It says... Halal approved. Does that mean that the, that the... I was looking at a cup of ramen soup. It says halal approved. What does that mean? It, it basically means there, there's no meat in it, so you can eat it. But they're so concerned with, with, the, with, the, with the Muslim uh, crowd. It also says on that same box, kosher approved. So it's okay for the Arab and the Jew to have a cup of ramen soup because it doesn't have any meat in it. But yeah, all those things are taken into consideration in our woke society. They're concerned about the demon god Allah. In this passage today, we are taught then, again, that whatever you do, we do it for the glory of God. Verse 23, let's get with that here. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. We've heard this before, haven't we? Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6.12, it said, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. That's talking about something that, uh, that you've given yourself over to in, in some kind of addiction or a, or a habit. And it doesn't have to be anything bad. You know, you say, well, um, if it's a habit or a bad addiction, it must be like drugs or alcohol or gambling or sex or some other horrible, evil thing. I mean, it could be as simple as, um, you know, like your favorite hobby, or I use, uh, for me, elk hunting. It's, it's something that could be benign and not evil or good, but it could be habit for me. And if it's stealing time away from God, then it's not good for you. It is not expedient for you, and you're brought under the power of something that now is causing you to be separated from God. So here uh, we have the, the edification over gratification. The others or others 
uh, or self resulting in or resulting in positive and humble growth and maturation of the mind, body, soul. So that's what we do with each other. When you're building other, other people up, folks, there's joy in that. There's, I mean, there should be joy in that. And you're building somebody up. And it does hurt your soul to tear other people down. It doesn't make you feel good inside. It gives you an awful feeling. Selfish satiation of desires, that's the self-gratification, that do not benefit the mind, body, soul. Those are the, so it's edification over... Uh, selfishness. So a couple points here. Is it beneficial? Does it build up? There's, there's some good markers here. Number one, reading the Word of God. It's that simple, folks. We're right back to being in the Word of God. It's beneficial, and it will build you up. First, to go along with that, Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the words or to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. You are sanctified. If you have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ today, you are sanctified. You are fully sanctified. Well, well how come I'm not a perfect guy? It's because we, we spend a lifetime uh, being a, after justification of uh, drawing out that uh, justification that's already put in us. There's nothing else you need to do upon uh, justification in order to get to heaven. But we should be living that salvation out every single day. Number two, preaching and teaching the Word of God. We hear that word prophesying in the Bible. What does that mean? Does that mean that I have to tell the, tell the future in order to be a prophet or, or prophesy? That's still not really what it means, folks. When you say when you're prophesying, you are speaking and teaching and proclaiming the word of God. We all do that every single day. We're all little p prophets, proclaiming the word of God. Now I'm going to look sideways at you if 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 you have a new revelation. I've been given a new revelation. That thus saith the Lord. Blah blah blah. We have the completed Word of God right here. When you're preaching or you're teaching, you're sharing a verse with somebody, you're prophesying. You are proclaiming the Word of God in your life and maybe in somebody else's. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. The Word of God builds you up, folks. It also calls you out, doesn't it? It's, it convicts your heart. Like, you know, man, I read that verse and man, I'm really sucking at that. I need to get better at that. It calls you out. It convicts you. It rebukes you. It says, hey, Jeremy, make this right. Love. Number three. Sacrificial love of others is beneficial and will build you up while you build the other person up. Again, it's, it's the giving, the act of joyful giving and edifying. It should be building you up too. 1 Corinthians 8.1, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Charity is, is the King James Version word for love. It's that self-sacrificial. I think that word charity implies that self-sacrificial love. I'm giving to you, I'm loving you, because that's just what I want to do. I, you don't need to do anything for me for it. I just want to love you, because I love you. And that's it. Obedience, obedience to God, loving God and loving others is beneficial and will build you up. James 1, 22-25 But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. 
deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding the natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway fretted about what manner of man he was. Again, character, choices. You know what choices you're making. You know what kind of person you are by the choices that you're making. Again, doers being doers. If you think, you're like, you know what, it'd be really nice if I did this for, for this person, but then you're a jerk to them, you're going to forget who you are in Christ. Be like, man, I was an awful person today. I didn't even recognize myself today. I was just such a big jerk and an awful person. Continuing on in that verse, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Be doers, not just hearers, folks. So before you take any action, check and see if you're edifying others, or by doing that, edifying yourself before you do it. Again, if you're tearing somebody down, you ain't going to feel good about it. I don't care who you are. So I, I felt really good being a jerk to that person. You don't. You feel awful. And you want to ask for forgiveness. Then I ask, would you be affirmed to do the action or think the thought in front of Christ? You're always being watched, folks. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. When I, um, when I was younger, I always read this verse in the negative sense, that not, not, don't seek my own wealth, but I'm going to seek somebody, uh, um, somebody else's wealth. And you, and you can read it that way if you, if you don't uh, um, have the, the punctuation right. But it's talking about seeking to build others up, helping them out yeah. financially, spiritually, emotionally, or just be a friend to them. Build them up. Others over self. I'm going to share one verse. I, I have a few here, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to do one. Ephesians 6, 6-8. Not with eye service or men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good things any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Again, it's that character. It's that goodwill, that character of goodwill, making a choice to do that goodwill. Verse 25, we have blessing over bitterness here. Blessing over bitterness. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat, asking no question, for conscience sake, that, that word shambles, that's a, an old English uh, word again for meat market. So, so the deli at Safeway, that's, that's the shambles. You say, oh, um, um, let's go to the shambles and get some meat. So we're, we're not to ask any questions. If somebody, uh, uh, if you go and, and, uh, and buy some meat, is that, is that halal meat? I need to know. I need to talk to the manager at Safeway. Uh, Jeff, is this halal meat or not? I need to know. You know what? Don't ask any questions. You don't have to do any kind of investigation. No pre-meal fellowship investigations. Paul believes that when sacrificial meat is sold to the public, it has lost its religious significance here. That's what he's implying in this verse here. There's no issue to raise. Don't worry, good or bad. Just enjoy your meat. Just enjoy your fried chicken a safe way. No need to start an argument. 
be at peace with your brother. Don't be picky and enforce your scruples on everyone around you. I only like the dark meat. Uh, you crazy people eating the white chicken, my fried chicken, I don't know about you folks. Just, just eat the chicken breast. It's okay. Verse 26, For the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to 1 Timothy 4, 2-5. through 5. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It's all the Lord's, folks. The pork, the chicken, God's creation, it's all His. It's all His. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and... Uh, and, and, and eat a, a, a cow patty, because that's going to make you sick. But I'm just saying, you have the common sense there. The Lord's provided these things for you. The fruits, the vegetables, the, the meats. It's all for your partaking. Verse 27, If any of them that believe not, we're talking about unbelievers here, people who don't know Jesus Christ, Bid you to a feast, and ye be disposed to go. Whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake, especially somebody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If they're going out of your way or out of their way to invite you to dinner, man, take that opportunity. What a golden opportunity for some pre-evangelism going on here. Build that relationship so you can share Jesus Christ with them. Again, that's love of others over legalism or religious rules. There's no issue to raise here, folks. If a lost person has invited you to their home, praise the Lord! No need for a pre-meal investigation here either. No pre-meal stipulations. Don't worry about if it's good or bad. Whatever you are offered, just enjoy the meal. No need to start an argument. Be at peace with the lost person. Do not cause them to stumble. As I was uh, studying this week, I was thinking of the times when I was in Afghanistan. We, we had the Afghan police living with us in the same compound in the, in the tents, like right next to us. There was, uh, and so they had pretty much free, free reign of our fob. And, and that's why you had some of those um, green, green on blue incidents where sometimes the Afghan police officer was a terrorist and then he'd, uh, he'd uh, go around killing soldiers in their tents. It was a tense um, um, situation, but we, we worked with them that closely. And so whenever, um, what was his name, it, um, the Afghan police uh, chief, uh, what was his name, I can't remember. Anyways, he would invite us over for dinner, you know, like once a month. I did not look forward to it, because I got sick every time I did. And they would, they would boil goat. They would, they would break it, like, and, and just boil it, and then eat it. And it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I looked forward to it when they would like um, do a do a skewer, you know, more like a barbecue. Then I was like, yeah, yeah. Every every time though, I, I when ate uh, boiled uh, boiled meat, goat leg, I got sick. And but you know what? We we didn't get shot in our sleep, so we went over and we had dinner with them, and you know we, we kept a good relationship with them. And so 
Um, sometimes, folks, you just gotta you just gotta buck up and you know and and just uh, be a good uh, person and a humbling person and a loving person uh, to keep that relationship. But what a great opportunity, though, for evangelism. If they, but they, if they do offer you something that you absolutely cannot partake of, just say, hey, you know, no thanks, uh, but hey, I'm having a, a great time. How about that over there? Don't make a big issue of it, because there may be something that you don't want to partake of. You just say, hey, oh, no thank you, I'm full, or no, I have to work tomorrow, or no, you know what, I'm allergic to that. I think, I think that's a good excuse these days, too, because there's a lot of things that we're, I'm getting allergic to these days. I think it's all the processed food, but that's just me. But just say, no thank you, then carry on the wonderful fellowship. Exhibit the joy of the Lord to the unbeliever. That's what they, they should want to see that in your life and say, man, why is that person so joyful? Why does he come over here and, 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 and eat boiled goat and get sick every time? But he comes back every time with a smile on his face. I want what that guy's got. Nehemiah 8.10, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither ye be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I shared a, a deal with that um, this week. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's a Sunday school song that goes along with that. I'm not going to sing it because you probably probably boot me out of here, but it's a wonderful song. I really enjoyed it. It always comes to mind when I read that verse. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's how we get through everything. That's how you get to the sufferings. That's why you can say, awesome, this horrible thing happened to me, but I have joy in my heart. Why? Because of the strength. We know what the end of the story looks like, folks. We have full assurance. Verse 28, But if any man say unto you, This is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake. So if I go over to my brother and sister's house, and we have uh, something, and, I, and uh, there's something that's uh, um, brought there, like, Jeremy, don't eat that, that's halal. Like, okay, I won't eat it. For conscience sake, for, for that brother or sister, when I get home, I will just maybe say, oh, I'll just throw it in the garbage for you, and I'll take it home, and I'll eat it when I'm at home. But for the conscience sake of your brother, show them love. Be at peace with them. Psalm 89.11, The heavens are thine, and the earth is also thine. For as for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. Everything belongs to God. It is all His. He created everything for us. Even our time. God created time for us. That's why it's His. It's all His. Verse 29, Conscious, I say, not unto thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's uh, conscience? So in reference to verses 27 and 28, this means the conscience in question for this principle is that not of the individual Christian. It is that of others. Putting others before self. We must consider the consequence of the person making the claim about anything, and for the weaker brother lost person, we do not overpower either of them with our conscience. We don't say, you know what, I don't care what you think, I have freedom in Christ, so I'm going to do it anyways. That's going to offend them. 
So in verse 27, in consideration of the lost person who does not know Jesus, who invites you over to a meal, eating all the food is best. To avoid a bad witness for Jesus is being legalistic or pretentious about things that do not really matter. Verse 28, though, it, uh, uh, verse 29, in consideration of verse 28, that's our uh, brothers and sisters, in consideration of the brother who tells them that they made a sacrificial or for the sake of weaker Christians we may be, uh, who may be present, in this situation, skipping the idle food is then best. To avoid leading another person to believe that we approve in any way of worship of false gods or idols. For believers, this concept applies to everything that is in the gray area. You know, when we were overseas, we like to have cigars. There's like a big smoke pit. It's something you just do in the evening. And I've rarely smoked a cigar, but I was always in a foreign country when I did. It's just, you know, something, you know, that we did. And it was a great time. Now, if I had somebody over from church who was like anti-tobacco, anti or maybe had, had a loved one that um, um, died from tobacco, I'm probably not going to smoke a cigar in front of them, because I do not want to offend them. I think also, too, it's is, is, uh, worth, uh, worth mentioning a side note here. The, the practicalities of that lived out today, you find that in legalistic churches today, or the holiness movement churches in, in those settings. You may experience um, enforcement of some extra-biblical kinds of rules or regulations. These legalistic or holiness church movements force non-biblical rules on expectations and their expectations on others and assign your level of spirit-filledness or Christian maturity on your ability to follow those non-biblical, made-up, um, legalistic or holiness rules. What do we do in that setting? It is best for their sake to keep the peace and avoid those church settings but still look for settings outside the church to have fellowship with those Christian brothers and sisters, rather than try to exert your Christian liberty at their church during a church service. If, if I went to a church, uh, when I was writing this, I was, I was uh, thinking about, I went to a church, I was at a chaplain training over in, in Enumclaw, Washington, and I, went, I just picked a church to go to on Wednesday, and, and it happened to be a very legalistic Baptist church, Everybody was in dresses and suits and ties on a Wednesday night. And uh, I went in there with jeans and a t-shirt. And um, everybody, everybody was staring at me like I had a third eye. And, and the kids were like looking at me like, you know, like, what's wrong with that guy? He's not wearing, wearing a suit and tie. And I knew what was going on, but, you know, I wanted to go to church. And so if I knew that, that beforehand, I probably would have either found a, a different church or found a suit and tie to wear. So I go to church on uh, a Wednesday there. But also you find that in the holiness movement as well. What's wrong with you? You have not spoken in tongues before? <gasps> you must not be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's, oh, 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 there must be sin in your life because you can't raise somebody from the dead. What's, what's wrong with you? How come you don't raise your hands during a church? Ooh, there, maybe there's sin. Folks, that's got nothing to do with nothing. Don't enforce those rules on somebody else. Verse 30, For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? 
Here Paul is referring to, to the Christian freedom of eating meat without knowing if it has been uh, offered to idols, even in the home or an unbeliever. In this instance, Paul agrees that Christians should enjoy that which they are free to enjoy. They can do so while giving thanks to God without being condemned. It says, you know what, you may not um, like smoking cigars, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to go smoke a cigar and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to have a good time. It's okay to do that. The weak uh, conscious or of other Christians is not meant to hobble the freedom of strong Christians at, and at times in all situations, but rather only when the need is present. And so you, you don't have to like, enforce that same rule on you. Well, um, so-and-so doesn't like me. Um, I'm smoking cigars. So the rest of my life, I'm never going to do that ever again. You don't need to do that, folks. Just when you're around those folks, just show love and patience and forbearance and just refrain from that activity that, that might bother them. Still, Paul's uh, restriction stands with uh, that Christians must not eat idle food once they become aware uh, that it is idle food for the sake of those who are watching them. Through all of this, Paul has made a paramount the need to lovingly care for the spiritual needs of others, lost or saved. So we went all, all that summary. What's the purpose statement behind that? It's found in verse 31. For all these things that I've just told you, Paul says, whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do it all for the glory of God. Colossians 3.17, I think it's on uh, the front of the, uh, or, or in the bulletin here. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Do it all for His glory. Or your actions, or your choices, are they God-honoring? It's a good filter, folks. It's an easy filter. Yeah. Obedience to God brings glory to the name of God. Disobedience, though, to God's word blasphemes God's name in your life and in the life of an unbeliever who's watching you. If someone sees you who's lost and you're disobeying God's law, they're not going to have a high thought of God. They're like, eh, God must not be very, very important because look at that guy. He claims to have a relationship with him and he ain't doing nothing that's really according to God's law. He must not be very important to him, so I, I'm not going to have holy importance to him. Write this in your notes. I'm not going to read it. Revelation 5, 11 through 14. And I think it's in uh, your reference there for Bible verses. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go through that. But it's talking about the worship and glory. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And here in the throne room, in, ver in chapter 5, you have the church, you have the angels, all the angels and all the, all the raptured church giving God glory. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Single-minded focus on His glory in our lives. That should be our, uh, our focus. Always giving glory. Worthy is Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Matthew 6, 30-34 says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall, not, shall He not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? 
Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or, withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Focus on his glory. Focus on the kingdom of God and those things. And everything else will just fall right into place. Verse 32, Give not offense neither to the Jew, the Gentile, or the church of God. There's three separate groups there, folks. There's the Jew, the Gentile, and the church of God, implying that if you're saved, whether you're Jew or Gentile, you are of the church of God. Verse 33, Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. That's the why, folks. That they may be saved. Again, getting Jesus in your heart, that puts a lot of things in order. Just automatically gets those things in order. Yes, you're, you're, you're uh, spending the rest of your life in, in the Word and getting, uh, uh, working on those things. More knowledge of Christ and all of His rules. Live sacrificially for other people. Again, we are on the king's business, folks. There's no vacations. We're always on duty. God is always with us. We're always being watched. Verse 11, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Now be, uh, Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even uh, as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember in me all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Be imitators of Christ. Our goal is perfection. We're like, hold on a second, Pastor. I can't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're right. But that's still our goal. When we get to heaven, we will be like him. Jesus being the first fruits, but we will be like him. But our goal right now, today, is perfection. Always thinking of our choices through the Jesus lens, through the glory of God lens. Philippians 4.9 Those things which ye have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. All of that comes with peace. Comes with that assurance. That's that assurance of your salvation. You know what the end of the story is. You know that you're saved. And there's nobody or nothing that can take that away. Be an imitator of Jesus. I'm going to read this last verse and then we'll have our last song. Be an imitator of Jesus. I mean, Paul says, uh, be an imitator of me, but we, who's, who's Paul uh, imitating? He's imitating Jesus. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also, also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Are you a follower of God? Are you doing what Jesus would have you do? He, God has given us his best. His son died for us. I just want to turn to a, uh, I, just, I was looking at this verse today, and I 
used my my brand new highlighters, my gel highlighters that uh, my wife gave me for 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 my birthday. If you ever want to know to get me highlighters, I love highlighters. <laughs> Anyways, I love this verse. It's a simple gospel verse. 1 Corinthians 5.21. It's not on the screen there. You know what? Highlight, turn, uh, turn with me in your Bible and highlight this or just make a note. It is a wonderful one-verse gospel message. For he hath made him to be sin. Who is he? God the Father. Made him? God the Son. For us, who did it for? For us who knew no sin, that he might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he uh, took all that sin for us. Jesus, for us, Jesus who knew no sin, became sin for us. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God paid the penalty, the ultimate penalty. Gave up his son. Yeah. Again, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll repeat it again. Salvation is not free. It's free to us. It costs God everything. And so I'm always reminded, he gave us uh, uh, um, all, all to us he gave, all to him we owe. We'll go ahead and close in our song. This is my story, 
my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, lost in His love. my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. All the day long. Character and choices. That's um, hopefully the nugget that, uh, that you'll take home or maybe some, you know, something else. People know you by your choices. They know you by your character. And your character should be in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's go ahead and uh, bow in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful passage, Lord, to remind us of who you are, to remind us of what you've done for us, to remind you, or to remind us from you, of how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to live, the choices we're supposed to make, how we're supposed to treat lost people, how we're supposed to treat our brothers and sisters, whether they're weak or strong, Lord. We should want to build them up. We should want to see them know Jesus Christ. Lord, I would ask that this be the prayer of everybody listen to my voice, that we would be lights uh, in this town, the light that people look to. You see that, that uh, uh, glory of God living through us, that joy of the Lord that's in us, and say, hey, what do you have that I don't? Why are you so happy in the midst of adversity? How can you do that? Lord, I just I pray that for those opportunities that we can share the healing that comes from a relationship with you, the fulfillment, the assurance. Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I just uh, ask you to be with us as we um, share a meal together uh, up at McKinsey River Pizza right after church here, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for the church, Lord. I'm just so blessed, so joyful, Lord, um, to be working alongside my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. And Lord, I just, again, pray that you would continue to build this church, Lord, uh, to uh, be a light to this city, to this county, this valley, this reservation, Lord, so that people would see Lake City Baptist Church and be like, why, why are they so joyful in these troubling times? How can they have a smile on their face? Lord, I just, again, just continue to use us, purpose us, Lord, and we give you all the glory, Lord. And in Jesus' name we do pray.